Like many of her millennial peers, our next guest was a job-hopping fool for nearly 15 years. It wasn't until she realized she could pursue her dream life as a writer and make good money doing it that she found the satisfaction and happiness she'd always been looking for. These days, she spends her days running a successful freelance writing business, looking for new spots to explore with her dog, and researching different parts of the United States to uproot her life to. Firecrackers, let's welcome Suzanne. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. I read something on your website just now that I was like, she's so cool. Hello. <laughs> Me? <laughs> just find that because I was like, wow. So it says here that you got a degree in foreign languages with the goal of becoming a spy for the CIA. Is that true? Yep. <laughs> I interviewed with them twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time they lost my application after the first round, so I had to reapply, which mm-hmm. isn't a good sign that the CIA is just... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the second time I interviewed, my goal was to... Like, I wanted to be a spy. Like, I just thought that would be so... Cool, like, clandestine work. So, you know, they would send me wherever and I would do whatever they needed. But during the interview process, I learned that you need to be like in really good physical health. And I have a heart condition, which made it impossible for me to do what I wanted to do. So they basically would have stuck me behind a desk translating audio recordings and documents. And that's not at all what I wanted. So I didn't continue on with that. And I was like, ah, I can get a job with my degree doing anything. And it'll be so much more fun. And I won't be stuck behind a desk at the CIA. And then I ended up stuck behind a desk for 10 years doing project management work. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I was not very well prepared for going into the world, but I am glad I didn't work for the CIA. It was around the time that George Bush was president, like George W. Bush. So we were at war and who knows what, what my job would have turned into. And yeah, so it, it all worked out for the best because now I do what I love. Yeah. Well, before we got into that, what did you imagine yourself doing as a spy? Getting to live in foreign countries and immerse myself in their their culture and their lives. And obviously, I'd have to be spying on something, someone doing something. But I, I just like the idea of being part of another... just having another life. You know, like I I grew up in a very small town, wasn't really allowed to leave that town except to maybe go to the town over to see my grandparents. So like, I didn't have any exposure to the world. So I always dreamed of like having this career that would take me anywhere where I could have a different life and different experiences every few months, every few years. And I thought that I was really good at foreign languages and was interested in global travel. So why not help my government and and do that? But um, yeah, I I mean, I guess I've kind of ended up doing that in terms of how I've lived around the country. So these days, it's like every two years, I move to a different state 
So I've lived in nine, I'm about to live in nine different states in the US. So that's, that's kind of how I fulfill my, my wanderlust at this point. Well, that's also valid. I really like your country. There's like so many things to see in the States. So big. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I grew up in New England and it's very quiet and boring and vanilla. <laughs> um, and then I lived in Delaware, which is, it like straddles the South and the North. So you have like the really friendly, welcoming people, but at the same time, they're still very honest and like in your face, like the North is. Then I lived in Boston where everyone's just angry and unhappy. (laughs) And then Seattle where everyone's really weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And Florida, which is just, it really is like a country of its own. Like every part of Florida is different. Like I was living where all the retirees were, but then you go like a few towns over and it's like little Havana. It's just such an interesting interesting place. So Mm. I I do really like being able to bounce around the US and just experience different parts of it. I just don't know if I've found a place where I actually feel at home yet. I get it. Yeah. So how many languages do you speak? These days, one. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I can still read Spanish, Italian, a little bit of Portuguese and a little bit of Russian. I haven't spoken any other language since I worked at a translation agency in like 2011. So that was probably the last time I used my language skills. It's such a shame. Like I know so many people who went to college and got a degree in one thing and never used it. It was basically just a way to get an office job so that I wouldn't have to work in restaurants anymore. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll be able to like write a book and then translate my book into another language. And I'll be like, see, that's, that's why I got that degree. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's languages. If you don't practice them, there's, there's like a muscle. You yeah. need to practice them. Otherwise you're just going to like forget. How to, yeah. you, know, you, you still understand a lot of it. You're like, I mean, what happens to me is like, sometimes I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm like, what is the word? Like, <laughs> I understand what people are telling me, but yeah. So you got stuck behind a desk for 10 years. Yep. Doing yeah. something that you didn't like. I was very good at it, which is why I kept sticking with it. Cause everyone's like, you need a stable job and you need insurance and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm a trained linguist and I can't get, I could have gotten a job doing that, but I would have gotten paid like $10 an hour and no one can live off of that, especially in a city like Boston. So, you know, I found project management and I've always been a bit of a control freak. So it, it just worked really well for me because I'd go in and these organizations would be a mess and I would learn how to use their software or bring in new software, um, create all these processes and documentation. And then I'd end up training people. And that's pretty much what I tried to make a career out of, but I was always unhappy. There was always like some incompetent manager or some like gross sales guy hitting on me or just like no no accountability. There was just always something in, in the workplaces I ended up in and I wasn't getting paid well enough. And I, I just kept bouncing from job to job thinking, this next one will be great. It sounds amazing. I'm going to make this one work. And like the first year it would be great. And then I'd start to see like the cracks and I'm like, well, I can't be of help here. And it's just like wearing me down. So I eventually got to a point where 
I saw that an old coworker of mine was looking for a writer for like restaurant marketing. And I was like, I worked with him in restaurants for years. So maybe I could just leverage that and be like, Hey, can I do this? And he was just like, yeah, you don't even need to do a test. I'll hire you. So just started like writing on the side. And then I used the clips that I had written for him to get other writing gigs. And for about three or four years, I did that part-time while working full-time at a marketing agency. And I was exhausted. And that marketing agency was just, it was a hot mess. And by, by the third year, I was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this anymore. I was working like 60 to 80 hours every week. And writing was making me so happy. It was the only time I was like really happy during that time. And I was like, I, I don't, you know, everyone all along had just been like, you need a stable life, Suzanne, like you keep moving. So you need to have stability, at least in your career. So stick to the project management, get your benefits and your time off and blah, blah, blah. And one day I was on the phone with my boss and I'm like, um, this is my two weeks notice. I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I thought I I could be okay if if writing is unstable for a little while and, and I will make it work because I love it and I'm good at it. And thankfully it's, it's worked out. I mean, it does get scary sometimes. Like if I, if I lose a client or two and I'm looking at my revenue and I'm like, shit, like I, I'm like, I don't like my insurance is so expensive here in Delaware and my taxes are crazy high. And there's a lot of things that like, unless you know someone who has their own business, you're just not prepared for. So yeah, there being in business for myself is not as easy as I hoped it would be, but it's much more fulfilling and I'm very happy with my decision. So I, I just I'm really sad that I wasted so much time working behind a desk for, you know, people that didn't really appreciate what I was doing. Um, but now I get to do what I love. So I'm I'm happy I'm here. But in the end, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but in the end, all those years behind a desk. I'm sure you brought some of the things that you learned there, some of those skills and maybe contacts. You must have learned something. Definitely not contacts. So I had to go it on my own. Like I just built up my list of contacts and uh, it, it's been, it, it was a lot of work the first two years, just trying to make a name for myself in the space. And yeah, even now, like I haven't been able to find a community that accepts me. So I mainly write about WordPress and I, I went to a WordPress event last year and every time I met someone and it's, it was mainly just like male developers. And anytime I like introduce myself, they're like, Oh, are you like a mommy blogger? I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I do. I, I write the guides that teach you how to do your job. I obviously didn't say it that way, but I, yeah. you know, I was like, hey, we're Smashing Magazine and Web Designer Depot. And they're like, what, like, what do you write? And it's like, you know, I write about Gutenberg and how to use WordPress plugins and optimizing for search and like all this technical stuff. And they're like, let me see some of your stuff. What's your name? And then as soon as they saw it, they were nice to me, but it was like quizzing me and questioning why I was even there. And I don't know, every time I've tried to go to anything, even just as like a writer. Like I went to this writing group and every time I showed up, they're like, yeah, um, your table's probably in the other room. And I'm like, no, I'm here for the writing group. And they're like, but you're so young and you're a girl. And I'm like, why does that matter? <laughs> like, I, I make a living off of writing. I 
have brought stories for you to read like and it was like that every time so it's uh it's actually not been very easy having just making contacts or keeping contacts in the space because it's just i guess because it's so male dominated that people see me and they're like who is this girl yeah yeah well that's a patriarchy there right there for you but (laughs) i mean you're breaking the rules that's awesome you know you're like okay fuck it i want to do this i want to write about this and i don't care if it's all male dominated you're doing your thing yeah i mean i didn't even think about it just because i'm behind the scenes i'm sitting in front of my computer typing out things i didn't really think about it until i actually went out into the world and tried to meet other people in this space like i even i went to a client event last year and um, I've never met I've never met any of my clients in person because they're all around the world. Like this one is in Australia and went to the event and he just like shook my hand real quick and passed me along. And I was like, I came here to meet you, <laughs> like have like an in-person relationship. And then like halfway through the event, he came over and he was like, oh my God, I didn't realize you were my writer. And it's like, I've been writing for you for two years. How do you not know what I look like? Oh, yeah. So that's what it's been like. (laughs) Well, you know, it's never easy. Nobody said it would be easy, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. And do the same people, you know, you just said, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, you know, these people that used to tell me, Suzanne, I need, you need stability. You need to like stay at a place, keep your job. But it's the same people who are telling you to have babies. Yeah, it's... um. And it's everyone across the board. I mean, I've had people at the grocery store. Like I used to go to this grocery store in upstate New York and I was there every weekend buying groceries and I try to eat healthy, but occasionally like I will buy kid snacks because I really like like little gummy packets (laughs) or like I'll buy things for my dog, like little treats or something. And every time I'd go through the line, the woman would be like, oh, is this for your kids? I'm like, no. She's like, why not? And I'm like, I don't have kids. She goes, well, you should. Like, it's the greatest joy anyone could have. We should all be reproducing. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, like, I'm not going to tell her my life story. But anyone who says that to me, like, why why don't you have kids? Or you got to get on that. You're in your late 30s. Or the big one I've been hearing now is that I'm going to regret it. I'm going to regret the selfish choice to not have kids now and I'm going to be in my 40s and it'll be too late and I need to freeze my eggs or I need to, like the the worst suggestion I get, and I've heard this way too many times, is that I just need to find a guy on Tinder, get him to knock me up and then have a baby that I can, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like I've never wanted children ever. I spent enough time raising my brother and sister. I don't need to have kids in my life to feel accomplished or I I don't know. I I don't have, it's not that I don't have a motherly instinct. Like I dote on my dog, like he's my baby. So I definitely can love something and and raise it. But like, I just don't want to do that with kids. Maybe later in life after I've gotten to do more traveling and, you know, develop my career more and whatever it is that I feel like doing, because I I would like to (laughs) at some point be able to just relax and enjoy my life. And I've never gotten to do that because I've just worked full time since I was like 15. Maybe I'll I'll foster a kid or or something like there are just so many kids that need a good home. And no one's paying attention to them. They're just popping out their own kids and overpopulating this 
planet. And I, I don't want to contribute to that. I don't need to. I don't feel like society should tell me to do it just because I have the ability to physically. I don't know. It, but it, it makes everything a lot harder. Anytime I talk to someone about it, they're immediately turned off, whether it's a female friend or someone I'm on a date with, or what, like, as soon as I say, I don't want kids, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you want to, I don't know. I I have not found many people who are accepting of it. I maybe have one friend who's like, girl, you do what you want. (laughs) And the rest are like, oh, you need to get on that. Just find any way to literally get on that and have a baby. Uh, It sounds like you need new friends. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, I, I love Delaware. Like I, I've lived here a while, but there's something about the people here. They're very traditional. They go to college and everyone seems very liberal and open-minded. And then they get out of college, they work for a few years. And then it's like, find a man, get married, have your babies, stop working, maybe go back to work. But basically your life is raising kids for 18 years, ship them off to college, still care about those kids. And that's it. Like that's, that's how people live their lives here. So it's, I I get why it's hard for people to see any other way of living. I mean, most people don't react well to the fact that I'm a freelancer or the fact that I move so much. So this only makes it worse. They're like, Oh my God, you're going to do this alone? Like, don't, don't you want a kid who's going to be there and keep you company and take care of you when you're old? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think most kids take care of their parents when they're old. I think that's just some crazy dream that society has made up. Everyone ends up in convalescent homes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I've heard many people say that they have kids just because they want kid, their kids to take care of them when they're old. Yeah. But you're, I mean, it's true. You, you, even if you have five kids, that doesn't even assure you that one of them is going to take care of you. The way I see it, like that's a very selfish reason to have kids. Oh yeah, it's long. Re- it, it's kind of like people who don't have the means to raise a kid and still go ahead and keep popping out children. Mm. So not only are you going to raise them in an environment that's not ideal, but you're putting a strain on the system because you're just not prepared to take care of them. There's, there's a lot of people having kids for very selfish reasons or just because everyone's like, have a kid, have a kid, have a kid. I don't know. I, I just don't want to contribute to that. I, I don't think it's right. And I would rather just live life the way I want to. And if that ostracizes me, that's fine. I have my dog and he understands. He doesn't care if I don't bring a child into this world. Yeah, they rather not, actually. My dog doesn't really like kids, so they rather not. But there's a lot of us out there, like really, there's a lot more of us out there than you think. And I'm sure you're going to find a group of people who are going to be, if not child-free, at least more open about the idea or more respectful about your choice because it's your personal choice, right? I mean... You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. And and you've known this all your life. You've known since you were a kid that you didn't want to have children. Yeah. I mean, I've never even, I've never had a fantasy of like getting married. It's just never been, not that I've had a life plan, but I mean, my life plan has always been to be a writer. That, That was it. Like when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be a writer. I want to be like Stephen King. And granted, like a kid shouldn't know who Stephen King is, but I did. 
I did too. <laughs> Don't worry. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but I just, I don't know if it's because I watched so many horror movies growing up, but I just never had that fantasy of like meeting the man of my dreams and getting married and walking down the aisle and popping out his babies. And I don't know, it's just not, it, it's just never been something that I've thought like, yeah, in a few years, uh, I'll do that. I'll get around to that. I mean, when I was with my my last boyfriend, he was like, I want to have kids. And I'm like, I don't want to have kids. Maybe down the line, we can adopt. But like, neither of us is in any position to consider something like that. And honestly, he was abusive. So he would not have been a very good father with me or with anyone. So I hope that <laughs> this is terrible to say, but I, I hope he doesn't find anyone to reproduce with because that, I don't know, like I, I see... Th- this kind of stuff where these people who should not be having kids are the ones who are reproducing the most. And of course it doesn't reflect well on me that I was with him. But anyway, that that's the only time in my life where I've actually thought like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll adopt, maybe I'll foster. But even then it was just more kind of like, I don't, I don't know. He was trying to fit me into this lifestyle. Like he was going to be a doctor. So all of his friends were married and they all had doctor wives who were just they were literally telling me like, yeah, I love the doctor money. And it's like, ugh, ew, ew. <laughs> that's oh my not God. I, yeah, that's not why I'm with him. Like, I just want like a partner to do things with and have a life with. The more he tried to get me into that, the more I, I really started to rebel. And like these women that I would meet, be like, don't you want him to just like give you a baby and like start like even propose. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have no desire to like put a ring on my finger and like walk down the aisle or I, I don't want any of those things. I just, just want to live a life. You see all these people with kids, they don't have lives. They like take them to gymnastics and then art class or something like their whole lives are just filled with their kids. They don't sleep. They don't eat well. They don't feel very good. They're usually upset at their kids or their husband or something. To me, that's not a way to live a life. If I, maybe I had a lot of money and a lot of freedom, sure, maybe I would want to fill it with something like a husband or something, but it just doesn't feel right. It's never been something that, that I felt compelled to do. You know what comes to mind? I, I don't know if I've heard this from someone or I heard it somewhere. I can't remember, but I, something that has stuck to my mind a lot. And it's people that say they have kids, right? And they're like, yeah, well, as soon as they get out of the house because they're going to college or whatever, mind you, in Colombia, kids get out of the house in their 30s. So <laughs> they usually oh, do. No. like their parents <laughs> pay for their university and then they'll start working. They're still living at the parents. And I know a lot of people in their 30s who live with their parents and they shouldn't, in their 40s even, and they shouldn't. But anyway, that's another, <laughs> that's another story. But they think as soon as the kids get out of the house, that's when I'm going to start traveling. That's when I'm going to do this. That's like yeah. their life is going to start after their kids are gone. And that, for me, is like so scary. So you're supposed to study, but then after studying, you have to get married and then have kids. And that's sort of like the story of your life. And then after the kids are gone, that's when you're going to start having all the fun, you know? It's like... Not that you're too tired and... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to have the money, but you're going to be tired. You're not going to be able to... I don't know, like the whole idea of starting my life after my kids leave, it's just like, oh my God. So you're basically living a life that's not yours, in other words. I don't know. Another thing that's got me that just makes me feel really weird about kids is I've seen so many people who 
commit to that timeline. You know, like they graduate from college and they're like, okay, well, by 30, I need to be married so that I can have my first kid by 32 so that I'm not too old to have like a second or third kid. And they just marry anyone. You know what I mean? Like whoever's there, they marry them. They don't really like put in the time to really think about do our values align? Do we want to live the same kind of life? They, They just jump into it. And then they have that first kid or two kids or whatever, and they get to a point where they're like, it's like a loveless marriage, not really what I, I wanted, but you know, we have these kids now, so I'll wait until the kids are 18 and then we can get divorced and then I can find the love of my life. Granted, like I'm, I'm perpetually single and have never really been able to sort that out on my own, but the last thing I would want to do is meet someone and just use them to basically fulfill my goal of marrying and having a baby and then realizing a few years in like, this is not good, but I'm committed to this person, whether we're married or divorced to raise kids for 18 years. I honestly don't know anyone who's happily married. And that's really sad. And I mean, my friends are about my age. They're in their late thirties, maybe early forties. And no, it's not that everyone's unhappy with their partner, but it's just kind of like they're roommates. Like they live together and they take care of a house and they raise these kids and that's it. Like there's no passion, there's no desire, no love, no nothing. And I, and I know that stuff fizzles out after a couple of years. It, it has to, like it's just not sustainable, but there's nothing there. There is no romance, there's nothing. And I don't know if that's what happens when you have kids or it's just what happens... I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just hate the idea of getting stuck with the wrong person just because you wanted to get a baby in your belly. You know what I mean? It's like ticking boxes. It's like, you know, there's a guy check, got a ring check. There's a baby right. check, you know, <laughs> I would say, I mean, I don't think it's having kids. I mean, having kids puts a very like big strain on any marriage. That's for sure. Yeah. And I've heard that from many people and, and some people, like some people's relationships don't survive a kid. Like people get divorced. Yeah. Because it's just too stressful. It's too much. What really drives me crazy is when you find someone or you meet someone, you're dating someone and you tell them that you want to have kids and they're like, oh, well, you know what? So, I mean, even if they do like you or whatever, like, oh, so because I want kids, then, you know, sorry about it. And it's just, it feels weird because it's like they're choosing an unborn person. Yeah, over someone that they really like that they actually have in front of them that is willing, maybe or maybe not, but at least spend some time with them, you know. And you know, the idea of finding that partner and not like someone to just put a seed inside me so I can, you know, yeah. have babies. That's just I know. Yeah. And and you just you mentioned something earlier today uh, in our conversation, and it was the um, find a guy on Tinder and, and get him and get him to get you pregnant or something. Well, I. I had that as well, but this one <laughs> just reminded me. I was I was dating a guy, and my friend she had a baby already. She had her kids when she was young; she was in her mid twenties. And she said to me, um, "Well, you know, why don't you just get pregnant, and you know, you have the baby or whatever?" And I was like, "Dude, I mean, I don't really see myself spending the rest of my life with this guy, and you want me to get pregnant?" And she was like, "Yeah, don't worry about the kid. There are shrinks for that. You can put him on therapy. You know, right. fuck it. it just, she just." You just need to be a mom. It doesn't matter what happens with yeah. the kid, with the dad. Nobody cares. There are shrinks right. for that. And, and, and she's a mom, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> I was horrified. I was like, okay. 
maybe that's not what I'm going to do because just that sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. One of my friends was, she was over here maybe like a few months ago and we were getting drunk and she was like, you got to hurry up and have kids. And I'm like, yeah, mm, probably not. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, you know, there are a number of reasons. Like I have health issues that I don't want to pass on and the overpopulation of the planet. And I just don't enjoy children at all. And she was like, Suzanne, we're all miserable with our kids. Just, it's just what you do. You have your kid. You don't like having the kid. It's fine. Like we all suffer. So just accept that it's part of it. It's no secret that she doesn't enjoy having kids. She just did it because she was married and got pregnant and had the kid. But like when a parent actively acknowledges, like, I don't enjoy the process of being a parent. How are you going to sell someone on that? Like, please don't make that be your opening sales pitch. Like, make it be, <laughs> oh, the joy of, of teaching my kid arithmetic or, or a new language or something. Like, I never hear parents talk about the joys of, of teaching their kids something or introducing them to, like, a, a new culture or a new food. It's like, oh, I have to drive her to basketball and then go home and do laundry and then maybe do some work later. It's like... It's just another chore for them. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why why so many people willingly go into that. And I, I guess I do. I mean, I'm on social media a lot for work and everyone's feeds are just like, look at my beautiful kids at the pumpkin patch. And we all have these beautiful photo ops and they're behaving right now. But I've spent time with these kids and they're usually not behaving. Parenthood is not a joy at all. I Maybe when they're sleeping and you can look at them and be like, oh, I created a mini me. I, I, I don't know. To me that I'm just not sold. And anything anyone says about <laughs> the stress of parenthood, it just like adds it on. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's another reason not to have a kid and another one. You know, I think, I mean, your friend was very straightforward with you, but I think when somebody tells you, oh, have a kid, it's so much fun. I love it so much. When you know it's not a lot of fun when you know it's really hard and there are very good parents out there. I'm not bashing yep. the parents. There are really good parents out there, but they don't have it easy. That's for sure. Like nobody yeah. as a dad or as a mom has it easy with their kids. Right. But they try to convince you because they want to share you. They want you to share the pain with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like they see it in your life and they're like, she's so free. Maybe she used, she needs to have a kid so she can be as miserable. as I, know. <laughs> exactly. I almost thought people did that or still do that when it comes to my line of work. Like, I think that it really scared people because they're like, oh my God, she doesn't have to answer to a boss anymore or just take any salary that's given to her. She gets to choose. How does she get to choose? That's not possible. And even like, I've been in business full time for three years and my friends are like, how's that writing thing working out? And I think they're hoping that one of these days I'm going to be like, yeah, I just uh, wasn't able to make it work. So I'm going to go back to corporate America. I think there's something about like misery loves company. Like everyone just wants to share in that bitch fest about like, oh, work sucks and my kids suck and my husband doesn't do shit or whatever. And I just don't enjoy taking those paths. <laughs> I know that's selfish. I know, but like I've, I have not had a very easy life. So now that I'm at a point where I have, most of the control over it. Like, I don't want to give that up. It feels really good being able to do what I want and shape the kind of life that I lead. So 
Yeah. I don't want to be. It's, it's your right. It's your life. Nobody can tell you what to do with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you that you can take a stand. You know, some people actually uh, break under the peer um, pressure. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, but before I let you go, is there anything else you want to say? You have two minutes to say whatever that you want to, you know, tell our audience, whatever it is. I guess just don't listen to what the rest of society is telling you because I, I did that for way too long in terms of like relationships and work and even babies. Like I just, I let them feed all this information into me. I spent a lot of time on social media looking at all these seemingly happier, more fulfilling lives. And, and it just made me more unhappy and made me question everything. And I feel like if you just take some time to really think about what, what you want your life to be, and not worry about the rest and maybe be more honest about it. You know, I, I try to be honest as, as much as I can online without giving too much away, but like, just don't be afraid to, to do what, what makes you happy. I I don't think enough people do that these days. Thank you. Those are very wise words. And um, so Susanne, if anyone wants to reach out to you for writing your writing skills, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? You can find me on my website, suzannescacca.com, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S-C-A-C-C-A.com. I'm on Twitter and I share free information on there all the time about how to build websites, how to do marketing, how to start a business. Um, I teach classes at Skillshare. You have to pay for it unless you use the link that's on my website. So grab that on my website so you can get it for free. And I also sell small business templates and you can also get that link on my website. So just go to my website. It's like the main. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave you guys Suzanne's uh, <laughs> uh, website, the link down here in the description so you can check it out. Well, thanks again for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire.